Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD. I'm back on Zoom. Oliva, how you doing, JD? It's been a day, man. It's been a day. I started my new career foray into teaching. So, yeah. Yeah. Four, so, six, what am I, five, six classes? It was yeah. wild. JD's a working man. You're you've joined the rest of us, and you're still like an it. entrepreneur at the same time. I know. I came home and I had to edit <laughs> videos, and I didn't touch my book today. And I'm all I'm all crabby because I don't know quite what I'm doing when I'm teaching. I didn't find <laughs> out what I was teaching. None of them listen to this, so that's fine. Yeah. I didn't find out what I was teaching until last Friday, and then I had to get a hold of the old teacher's job. I took like, hey, what did you teach these kids? And so we've been trying to figure out what to do because I'm totally not uh, 100% prepared for this. But today went good. The first day of classes went good. Well, that's good, man. And you'll and you'll get into a rhythm yeah. and uh, things will start to balance out a little bit. But yeah. uh, today was like your first day, right? Today was our first day. It was a half yeah. day, which was nice. And they nice. gave us a bunch of BS to do, which was also nice. And tomorrow was more BS, which is fine. We won't actually get into anything until Monday. And then, like, I'm teaching graphics, so it's not like it's that. It's not like I'm teaching science or math. Like, I'm teaching kids how to use Photoshop. So right. It's not an well, illustrator. Not a big deal. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah so we had a crazy week in pro wrestling. Um, I would say the Slightly. biggest news happening. Yeah, the biggest news happening in the world of pro wrestling, I would say, is uh, Eddie Edwards is the number one contender to Josh Alexander's world championship at uh, Bound for Glory. Breaking news. <laughs> Is it April? Because it should be April with that news, but no, it's <laughs> it's late August. So yeah, yeah. So uh, we're we're going to for Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. We're actually gonna, we're going to get into the CM Punk stuff. I know this is a Impact podcast, and I have plenty of Impact news. I gave JD I think three pages of notes to look over before we did the show. Um, and thanks to Gerard, by the way, bear down himself. Um, he, uh, he actually sent me some notes to, uh, just make sure I didn't miss any of the impact stories. So he actually uh, texted me some notes and then I was able to compile them all into a word doc. And then I got a bunch of information about the CM Punk and the drama between him and AEW. And, uh, you know, we're, we're an impact podcast, but we're a pro wrestling podcast first. This is the biggest story in pro wrestling. So if you go to the Patreon, you sign up, you're going to hear JD and I, uh, go ham for, a good half an hour talking about that story boy do i have a hot take on this but yeah i sat next to good brother gerard at the show at emergence last weekend so oh, I you I did to, i did we sat next to each other for most of the show until my you... ass was hurting from the seats and i had to get up and walk around before the main event how come i didn't see pictures of this sir guys are the worst by the way because i'm a grown-ass man i don't take selfies you, at a show could, what are you thinking you couldn't of? take a selfie and then we could put it out there on twitter for some uh you know the brace for impact nation joining together i, I was far too interested in taking pictures of steve macklin's blood on the plastic <laughs> boards right in front of me that fascinated me and nobody cared it's not as good as my man's warner blood shot from last year when he bled a bucket on the floor at aaw but i was but it was so unexpected because he's um Cal, uh, yeah, Sammy just slammed his face in there and went boom. And I went, hey, blood. And it was yeah. literally right in front of me. 
No one well, thought the, it was cool as the me. Picture, the picture that you sent me, it looked like the blood was in someone's hair, but it just turns out it was on a board and that guy's was hair was board. in front of it. Yeah. And believe it or not, that didn't occur to me that nobody yeah. would know that that was a board <laughs> and, because clearly I saw the board in front of me and assumed everybody would just fill in the gaps. What a fun show, by the way. What a yeah. fun show. Talk, talk about your experience, man. I want to hear this. Uh, this is, uh, well, your second Impact show in, in a year, in a year. And, uh, outside of Nashville. So how, how was it? Yeah. I'd, I had a fun time, man. Um, they draped off a lot of the Cicero Stadium, uh, so it wasn't quite what MLW had there a couple of years back. But, you know, we're in a different place in the world right now. Um, they had a great crowd. Like, you know, my people in Chicago never let down for as far as the crowd goes. It took a little while because we mm-hmm. started out. It took it took a little while to get going. Like, you know, our pre-show was it was the pre-show. And then we started with a surprisingly meh. X division mm-hmm. title match. Yes. Like yes. um Jack Evans kind of sucks now. So I I talked about so if uh, you you subscribed to the Patreon and did a one man review because I didn't want to bug JD because he actually had to drive an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back, and he had dad shit to do on Saturday. So I just did the show myself. I did it early in the morning. And you know, Evans looked great. Physically. Looked great. Look he was better. Better than I've ever seen him before, and he—he's jacked. I was like, man, Jack. I looked. I looked at. I was talking. I was texting our goodie John Muse because he was actually working. He met the man worked himself into a working spot. He was working security for the show. So well, kudos to good brother John Muse on that. But we were texting hate, back and forth during the a, show. I hate to use a wrestling phrase, but were we supposed to kayfabe that? I don't think so. He <laughs> okay, was actually just, working security. Okay. No, I mean, like sure. he was actually keeping. Because God forbid you sat like two feet by the curtain, like then there was going to be like riots in the streets. Apparently, if you sat too close to the curtain, I guess. So right. and I was texting anyway. I was texting Muse. And I'm like, dude, Jack Evans has got something to prove, man. Look at him. This this is the best I've seen him look in years because he was kind of fat at the end of his AW run. So I was looking forward to this, and uh, then the bell rang. <laughs> Yeah, and so my 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 line of the of the show was, you know, uh, Jack Evans got all gassed up, and then he ended up gassing out really quick. Uh, his That's his kicks happened. were his kicks were slower than Luchasaurus's kicks. Like it was that bad. And Luchasaurus tore a hamstring, so I mean, I kind of get why his kick like his hamstring's never been the same. Jack Evans just uh, he just tired. They talk about blowing up. He blew up and then blew out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then he ended up doing a. He didn't. He wasn't there for the tapings. He was. Uh, he was somewhere else for the tape. He had another show booked. Uh, I could see them not bringing Evans back um, and, until he gets back into ring shape. Um, I, I don't see them bring, bringing him back anytime soon. If you can't have a good match with Speedball Mike Bailey right now, who's on a tremendous tear, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you can do, man. It was. It was not good. And then it took a while. And then once. Um, I forget what match got us back into it. It might have been the uh, Bandito Morris. Been, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I, I told you, man. My, my Latino brethren in Cicero, they just love their luchadors. And Horus and, and Bandito, that was everything I wanted it to be in and some. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, the whole show emergence was great. I, rec- I strongly recommend. Great. Yeah, yeah. So I, I said that the crowd started to get into it, and people might be offended by this. They started to get into it really when Heath got the crowd fired up. He actually went into the crowd, had his microphone, and like they started chanting the Heath chant. Um, I did start a rumor that you were a part of that Heath chant, um, and I did tell people that you did that too, which may not be true, but that's what I told people. So here, here's here's reality. I got up to get a Coke 
and a uh, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups because they that's what they were selling. And I came back to my seat and there was the camera crew and there was Heath. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a thing that I didn't know was going to happen. <laughs> but you're right. When he I we give Heath a lot of me give I give Heath a lot of shit. And uh, he really did a great job of getting into the crowd and getting them riled up and getting people excited. So, I mean, yeah, a great use of Heath on the show, quite honestly. Yeah. So I felt like the crowd came alive at that point, and then they stayed hot the whole night, man. And uh, they gave even more alive during the, the Lucha match. So For sure. You know what Heath was? He was like Jim Duggan. Yeah. that Dude, you know? that's, a, that's a great fucking comparison. I think that's the most brilliant thing you've ever said. Uh, yeah, Heath. Thanks. Heath is a, no, no, <laughs> that, no, this is perfect. Like, I, I was having trouble, like, trying to compare him to another wrestler. And Jim Duggan would come out. His matches were never that great, but he would do the big ho, and mm-hmm. everybody would chat ho with him. And he, it, he was fun, and everybody loved seeing him. Even even the wrestling snobs like Jim Duggan, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like even the guys that like, oh, well, Jim Duggan doesn't always kick out on two, and he doesn't go 30 minutes, you know you know what I mean? So like even the wrestling snobs like Jim Duggan, that's a, I think that's a great comparison. Yeah, he's very, very Duggan-esque, and uh, he's actually bigger than I thought he was. I walked by Heath, and I'm like, wow, he's a big guy. Um, yeah, they did a great job. Like, honestly, I, after that, I absolutely I absolutely love this show. And I'll tell you this, that crowd wanted Mia Yim to win that title yes. so badly. If, yeah. Mia Yim, if Mia Yim won that, the the roof might have collapsed from people going crazy. Like, it, like people respected Jordan, but, man, if Mia Yim had won – it would have come unglued as the cliche goes, but it's a great show. I had an absolute blast. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad Gerard had fun. Um, man, I, I need to know his real first name, but he goes by I a O mean on uh, Twitter. He actually bought a brace for impact t-shirt. So thank you. Oh! I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to shoot him a message. I'm going to try to get him on the show here real soon. Cause I did say that if you buy a shirt, you get to come on the show. So he is a listener of ours. He was at the show. He actually was part of the street team helping to promote this, this whole event the whole weekend. So he, uh, he, he had front row seats. He was there. He was lively. He was great uh so thank you i need to find out his first name so i can address him properly but uh thank you my brother he uh i'm gonna he had a great time too he sent me some cool videos from the event so thank you my buddies from the odph podcast the ocho duo parlay are they are merchandising machines with their pod perhaps we should sit under their learning tree yeah man yeah that would i think i think that would be great um yes. you know to help us you know subsidize uh some of the stuff that we do here i think that'd be cool justify the time we're putting into this yes yeah. So yeah. let's talk a but, show. Yeah. So tonight, man, um, I'm going to, I'm going to have a, a hot take, a couple of hot takes. The first hot take is I think the, the crowd for tonight's episode was hotter than the pay-per-view. Um, I just, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's cause I had my headphones on and it was loud, but it just seemed like they were hot for everything tonight. Now I know at the tapings that was not the case. So maybe there's an audio thing going on, but I just, man, the crowd just seemed like they were on fire for just about every match tonight. I cannot make a fair comparison because I was in the crowd the first night. I did not go back the second night. I went camping, um, hung out with a six year old. I stand by my decision. Yes. Um, I cannot, I don't trust taped crowds, right? That's true. And I was in that crowd Friday night. I could, I know how hot they were. So, and then again, talking to friends that were there. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, mm, maybe it's a production thing, but they had the guy be. with the, you know, they opened up with the Lucha match and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about BTI in a sec, but 
They opened up with the lucha match. They had the guy with the drum in the crowd this time. They did not have the him dude. In emergence. The That's dude. the dude I was telling you about. Yeah, it was yeah, doing yeah. the Laparca chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he was he was there. He was doing the drum. Um, they were hot for Rich Swan. Bandito, of course, was mm-hmm. off the charts. Uh, tons of heat on Eddie Edwards, which I thought was great. The main event, but we'll 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 get into the show. I have another hot take when the show's over. So, um, BTI, Giselle Shaw defeated Rosemary. And that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us. So there you go. Uh, opening video recap the epic battle between Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley for the uh, Impact World Championship at Emergence. Uh, do you think Dave watches that match? And what do you think he would give the star rating? Dave should watch the match. I think he gives it four and a quarter. Okay, I, I can see that. I think that's a pretty fair, a pretty fair star rating. Um, I think it's a Dave. I think it's. I would give it a higher. I would be. Yeah. I'm not Dave. I can't. I can't. I'm not. I don't have Dave's skill. I think that. I think Dave would four and a quarter to four and a half. That would be. That would be my my over under for the star rating on that. I think Dave would like it a lot. Will he watch it? I I sent message to Garrett. I tagged him several times. Uh, that he like if you want him to watch Impact, you got to kind of pester him and be like, why do you care what he thinks? It's not about. What I think, like, if if Dave watches a match and he gives it a high star rating, then other people will seek out that match. If more people watch Impact, then more people might end up listening to our show there, and I gain something from this. So that's why I do it. Uh, a lot of people respect his star ratings, or they get mad at his star ratings, and they use that as a barometer as to whether or not they'll actually go out of their way to watch a match. I think that if he gives it above a four-star, people will go out of their way to watch it. So People might not like this, but uh, Dave is professional wrestling's great barometer. Right. Um, what he he still is the the trendsetter in pressing. If he says a match is good, people will go out of their way to watch it. And you don't always have to agree with him. But I mean, when Dave rates a match, people talk about it. Right. Yeah. There's yep. no one. There is no there is no one else's opinion in professional wrestling who holds more sway than Dave Meltzer. And I think Dave would really like the match. And he'll probably does know about it because I know Muse, Muse and him are good friends. So I'm sure he texted him and said, hey, you got to watch this match. Whether yeah. he does or not, it's a different story because this dude, I imagine the Observer tomorrow. I imagine he's up late <laughs> writing the Observer tonight because things yeah. kind of hit the fan. Oh, by the way, WWE called a lot of people, but we don't care about that because we have to talk about the the uh, the locker room gas up. Ooh, Ooh yeah. More on uh, Black. First match was Black Taurus defeating Laredo Kid versus Ray Horace and Trey Miguel in a four-way match. Crowd was on fire. Tons of great moves. Lucha Libre match. Uh, Trey Miguel looked incredible, I thought. Um, the whole match was great from start to finish. Uh, Black Taurus getting the victory here makes me extremely happy um, because it makes me think that they might actually do something with him. Maybe he gets a title shot at uh, Victory Road against Speedball. Um, but And he was, you know, I know that this is kind of an insider term that i'm saying but he was a great base in this like a lot of the guys got to do all of their moves on him and then he got the victory i think that's a great trade-off for sure i've said it before black Taurus is the best base in the world like no one is better at catching dudes flying through the sky than black Taurus. and i swear to god someone's listening to the show yeah they they have they're just going to push Tarus now coincidentally after we've been railing on it for weeks. Um, thank you, by the way. If they are, we appreciate it. Tarus <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Um, yeah. Trey is at home when he's in there with Luchadors. Yes. At some point, they need to get him doing stuff in AAA. I, I, no, I, I think I think they should, 100%. Um, they they absolutely should. I you know I had an idea and I was going to use this for a brace for debate topic, but because we're on Zoom, I can't do a brace for debate. But oh, I, brace for debate. Sorry, brace for debate. Yeah. Um. So 
Do you? Th- so I'm just trying to think of a way to get more luchadors onto the show. Do you think it would be a good idea for Impact to gain control of one of the AAA titles and bring it to Impact? So that way Bandito is the champion and he ha- and he fights not only really other luchadors, but other American wrestlers that can do the lucha style? Oh my God, I can't believe you're talking to me about this. I can't... I think I'm sworn to secrecy. I have... I. Oh, can you... Are you motherfucker? I, I, I didn't know we were okay. going to talk about this. I have a friend... Okay. There was a okay. How do I do this? It, let's let's say I have no information. By the way, this is not this okay. is speculative. This is pure. I was discussing the idea of Impact having a Luchador title. Really? And I'm not saying they're going to do that, but that was a that was a topic of discussion between people. Right. And I don't think it's going to happen, but we had this idea, and we're sharing ways in which to do it. So I hope I didn't just. I'm not I mean, going to cut myself out there. Uh, yeah. I think it would be an awesome idea, and you could bring in so many luchadors because I think Impact is a place where you could have a straight lucha match and just let it be a lucha match because oftentimes in Impact, we don't set up matches at all. We just throw things out there. So, yeah. I mean, why not and, Why not do that? And why not give um, – why not do something different, right? Yeah, and they can set up the matches, not lucha underground style where they do it cinematically, but they could set up the matches in backstage <laughs> segments and skits, really short ones using subtitles. And like, why can't we have the mask versus match match in the States between Bandito and Flamita that they want to have, right. That they've been talking about for a lucha title, whether it be the impact America's title or the triple a mega championship or the cruiserweight one. Lucha X. Lucha, there you go. The Lucha X title. Uh, That's not mine. I, I, I didn't. Know. I didn't create that. But I mean, like, I'm just gonna. It was. It was. Yeah. Like I said, you're cut. You're catching a zeitgeist that I think a lot of people are taught. That I think there's a lot, a lot more interest in this than just you proposing this on a podcast. I think you're. I think there's a wave of interest in something to that effect. I think that'd be really, really cool. And just letting, letting something true lucha exist. We never really had true lucha in this country. Mm-hmm. Right. Just let something be real Lucha and get whatever's going on with Vikingo's visa. Figure that stuff out because that dude yeah. and commander, those dudes are unreal. Yeah. And they can even kind of like what Pac is doing where he has the all Atlantic title and he's in the UK right now defending it there. Whenever their Lucha champion is in Me- Mexico, they could put it. Are you texting the guys? That you had to say, like, maybe we should let Gilbert in on this deal because he might know some shit or might have good ideas. No, I'm just gonna tell my <laughs> homie to listen to the show this week. <laughs> yes, please listen to the show, friend. Um, and that you and I did not coordinate this conversation, we did ahead not of time. coordinate this at all. <laughs> I did, I did post something in the chat earlier this week, but you're probably bogged down with work, you didn't even catch up on it. But you think I'm keeping up with the chat this week? No, there's too much going on. I got 50 uh, emails a day coming in. People ask you, do you want to share? No, I don't want to share. I'm good. <laughs> Backstage, Zicky Dice, Johnny Swinger, and others were excited watching uh, Killer Kelly's debut match from last week. So was well, I. Well. Yeah. Uh, Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans interrupted and questioned why they were paying attention to her. or why uh, Killer Kelly then uh, entered the scene, and when Evans stepped up to her, Kelly told her that they could finish in the ring tonight. So uh, there you go. I thought that Zicky Dice particularly was really funny in this segment. 
Um, and then they go to commercial and come back. And uh, Josh Alexander was with Rich Swan. Alexander stated that while he couldn't play favorites in the main event tonight, he would love to defend the title against Swan. I'm pretty much sick of two friends just wanting to wrestle each other for fun. Um, I don't like it. But uh, Vincent interrupted and informed Alexander that it was going to be Eddie Edwards picking up the victory tonight and that uh, he needed to look around and realize he needed some friends. So uh, Vincent enters here and uh, kind of foreshadows what's going to happen in the main event. So, yeah, is it me or does Vincent care way more about Ring of Honor and the Righteous than he does Honor No More? Like, if you go onto his Twitter, he never talks about it, but he's always doing something for the Righteous. He must not be making very much money in Impact, and he heard what people are getting signed for in Ring of Honor, and he wants that. Well, he's posted that picture of them. He posted that picture of them, which is like AW has that same exact background. So I think he kind of just wants to go back to Ring of Honor where he had his own, like, Wyatt-esque thing going on. Yeah, you know? I mean, if if Khan doesn't bring him into Ring of Honor, which I'm at the point now where Khan has so many guys under contract that they don't need to bring in more people. They could just so, siphon some of the people they already have into Ring of Honor. But if they want to keep bringing more guys in, which is probably going to cause more problems for him, which we'll get into uh, later. But um, if they don't end up bringing the Righteous in, I think Impact should go for it and bring those guys in, especially because I think they got some cap room coming up with uh, with their salary. So, Well, here's um, the thing, too, is like we talked about with Impact, because you don't have to sign people. You can just bring people in. Yeah. Right? You can just, you know. I don't think those tier zeros of AEW gives people really are much of anything. Just as a right of like, hey, we want when we have a show, we want to make sure you're there. Yeah. Here's uh, next week. <laughs> next we go to Heath defeated Kenny King uh, with Vincent at ringside. A brawl ensued after the bell rang, and Heath almost landed the wake up call seconds into the match. They had a good back and forth match. Um, people were saying that people told me that King carried the match, but I don't know. I think that Heath is just what? so over. Yeah, the, I think the Heath was just so over. I think Heath being over kind of carried the match, even though Heath didn't do much. He just kind of throws punches and kicks. And uh, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match, and uh, he hit the wake up call for the victory. Okay, so dudes that throw just throw punches and kicks are some like Terry Funk just threw punches and yes. kicks. Steve yeah. Austin after post neck injury just threw punches and kicks. Kenny King has never been accused of carrying anyone to a good match in his life, and I like Kenny King, but he's not. We're not talking about, you know, uh, Ric Flair here as far as like carrying people. Like, I don't, I think him and Heath are kind of on that same scale as far as like talent goes. So I think Heath's just over, you know, and yeah. people just like Heath. That's yeah. the thing about pro wrestling. I think we overcomplicate it sometimes with moves mm-hmm. and stuff like that. When all you really need to do is have some charisma that people care about. The most important thing to do is make people, hacksaw Jim Duggan. Most important thing mm-hmm. you got is make people care. Yeah, Heath barely does anything, but people get on their feet when he comes out. They have a good time. They they love him. Kids love him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's. I don't want to say he's great, but man, I'm starting to the storyline that they have him in. They've given him something to do. It's and working for him. It's, it's it's made me interested in the guy. So well, he's one of the few guys that has. This, it's again, the show was good this week, but at this, we still don't have a lot of like storytelling going on. I think you know? we're starting to enter into that, though. I think there I was a lull, so. and I, I, tonight's episode gave me hope that it was, uh, we're, we're getting there. I feel like we could be going to some places, but still, the only guy with a clear-cut, this is this is this is this guy going on is Heath. He's the only guy who actually has like a legitimate story in the entire promotion. Yeah. 
after the match, Honor No More hit the ring and laid out Heath. After Eddie Edwards uh, directed PCO to attack Heath, PCO hesitated, which allowed Heath to land the wake-up call on Mike Bennett before escaping the ring. A disgruntled Edwards looked at PCO from the rampway as Maria Canellas tended to Bennett. So, um, so there's part of the storytelling. Is there a PCO? The PCO slow turn, um, and we just took another step in that direction. <laughs> this is slower than the Wardlow turn. <laughs> Or <laughs> it took two years for Wardlow. Low. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is, yeah. Uh, backstage, the Motor City Machine Guns were with Kushida. Uh, MCMG and uh, Kushida stated that after not having the greatest time at Emergence, <clears throat> they were coming together for all three members of Violent by Design. Uh, then uh, they have a match next week. So we get the Time Machines. It's the Machine Guns and the Time Splitters. Time Machine Gun was right there. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I don't know why they didn't go with Time Machine Gun. Time Machine Gun. That's like yeah. way cooler than Time Machine. Yeah, or the Body Splitters. I don't know why I just thought of that. Why did you think of that? Where did they come from? That's like a David Cronenberg movie. Because with the machine gun, you split the body. Okay. Oh, fair. Okay. <laughs> I hope everybody liked my sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Brace for sound effects. There you go. Well, I, man, I wish I had my... We're on Zoom again this week, folks. Uh, so, so no sound I, effects. <laughs> no sound effects, uh, which means we're probably going to get kicked off soon because Zoom sucks. Um, all right. Honor No More was backstage uh, venting about what what just happened in the ring. Taven, Bennett, and Canellis then t- took off to find Scott Demore. And when they found him, they demanded to know where their world tag team title shot was. Demore stated that Doc Gallows was down and out, and Maria took exception after they suggested a handicap match against Carl Anderson for the titles. Demore stated that Bennett would face Anderson next week in singles action, and if Anderson won, Maria would be banned from ringside when the title match takes place. Um, they haven't announced it on the show, but on their Twitter, they announced that that title match is actually happening in Dallas, Texas next week, which would then air oh, two weeks from today. So um, Synergy. Yeah. Synergy. They, they no, got to get the information... The they got to get the information out on Twitter so that way they can promote some matches for that event so they can sell some tickets. But they want the storylines to play out on TV so they're just not, you know, together. Hey, man, it's not just them. WWE spoiled the whole tournament. <laughs> that uh, Tyler Bate was the champion before he actually won the title. So, uh-huh. Not that it matters. They fired the whole company. <laughs> yes, which I have the whole list, by the way. We'll get into that on we'll uh, Patreon. That. Patreon. Um, Killer Kelly. <clears throat> Killer Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mm, defeated Savannah Evans. Uh, Evans had a pure uh, power advantage in the match. So at one point, Savannah Evans was choking Killer Kelly, and then Kelly grabbed Evans' other hand and then made her choke her some more. And then Killer won. So there you go. Yeah, remember the thing I talked about with Madison Rain and the mask? Killer yeah. Kelly in the uh, mouth guard. It's uh, uh, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. All right. All right. Well, not going not to touch She's got it. a journey. I know I said it last week, but she got a journey album on the back, on her, in her back kind of cool which album i don't know it's the journey I don't, the greatest the, it's like the journey logo yeah yeah i think okay. it's like the journey logo i don't think it's actually the journey logo but it looks exactly like the journey logo on her back oh okay well don't stop believing in that all right um, <laughs> <laughs> after <laughs> backstage former knockouts world tag team champions rosemary taya valkyrie and jessica uh, talked about losing the titles. Rosemary stated that they were going to refocus and regroup and get back to the championships. Jessica stated that she had her debut match coming up next week, and Rosemary told Valkyrie to keep an eye on her from the, this point forward. And then at one point, Taya and Jessica just started screaming and jumping around and bouncing around. Um, I I have I have a confession, JD, and you're not going to be proud of me, and you shouldn't be proud of me. You're actually going to be ashamed of me. 
I like this new Jessica Havoc character. <laughs> Jake, come back, JD. What? They, man, I think JD hung up on me. Yeah, he, uh, he left the show. <laughs> oh no, he's back. <laughs> All right, Leah. Look, we're running out of time. We got ten minutes to to finish the review. But uh, there you go. Of course we do. Yeah, that's good because I I don't want to say what's <laughs> in my mind right now. So we'll just we'll just move along. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I like it. I can't help it. it uh, you can't laugh. control. You can't control yeah. what you like. Uh, Miller was with Knockouts World Champion Jordan Grace, and Miller stated that Masha was on the hunt for her before much uh, could be said. The new Knockouts uh, VXT appeared anyway. Chelsea Green and Deanna Prazo insulted Grace. Then they challenged her to a fight. Mia Yim then entered, and uh, now we got a tag match coming up for the tag team titles next week. So there you I go. forgot to tell you, someone uh, I forget who said it when I was in the when I was in the crowd in emergency, and and, and uh, Jordan opened up the envelope and she had the picture in there. Someone goes, "Is that is that Gresham's PWF 500 page?" <laughs> And I thought I was going to laugh myself to death. I could not. I thought that was so funny in the moment. It would have been great if it was. Did you like how AEW introduced Kenny Omega as former number one on the PWI 500? We're, we're, a, we're a pro petty show. Oh, oh yes. I'm all about the pettiness. We're all about pettiness. I'm all about, I'm all about badass wrestling matches too cuz uh, Mike so Bailey and Chris Bay God had this was an good. incredible match man I you know Bay was in the doghouse for months he must be out of the doghouse cuz him and Bailey fucking went at it dude this was a great great match I loved this match I'm not even going to do the play by play I just want to tell everybody it was great go watch the match it was incredible in a week full of good wrestling matches, I really liked this match really yeah. did I don't I don't know what Chris Bay who Chris Bay pissed off over the summer but I hope it's over because he's too good not to be utilizing to his fullest. Hot take: I like Chris Bay better than Speedball. You like Bay better than Speedball? I do like Bay better. Okay, than I I gotta disagree there. I think uh, Speedball has, is one of the best in the world right now. Bay has personality. He does. You Speedball know, Speedball has no personality. It's kind of part of his character. He's just like the, I'm aware the boy next door type of guy, you know. But he's like 35. Yeah, with a bad haircut. And <laughs> I don't know, like Speedball has good matches with everybody that's not named Jack Evans. But like, I don't like, I, what is he? Yeah. You know, I, I like yeah. Chris Bay. I know what Chris Bay is. Yeah, you know, no, that's true. Hey, where's Ace? Uh, you know what? Yeah, he wasn't there. Was he not an emergency either? No, he didn't I have don't a match. remember. I don't think so. I don't know. I know he's not fired. I, I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't in Chicago. Maybe something happened. Huh. Maybe he's hurt. Oh, I don't know. He's okay. Yeah, but a great, great match. Everybody go out of your way to see it. Um, and then uh, we go to the main event. We got Eddie Edwards uh, defeated Steve Macklin, Moose, Callahan, Bandito, and Rich Swan in a six-way elimination number one contenders match. Uh, I thought this main event was fantastic. I love these types of matches. Um, it was uh, it was awesome. Bandito was over like crazy. Eddie Edwards had a ton of heat, uh, more heat than I expected him to have because people kind of – a lot of people don't watch Impact regularly, so they still remember Eddie as being a babyface. But this crowd was into it, man. They were into everything that everybody did in this match, and uh, I, I absolutely loved it. At one point, um, um, Moose he ended up pinning Sammy Callahan, and then Macklin got the roll up on Moose and got the pin on him, which was crazy. And then Sammy Callahan attacked Macklin, which caused Bandito to go back and forth with Steve Macklin, and Bandito hit the is it called the Flex Twenty One? Is that what a suplex is? I I believe so. Yes. The Flex Twenty One hit the Flex Twenty One on Steve Macklin got the victory that makes me think that 
that they're going to try to keep Bandito around for a while. So uh, that gives me hope that we're going to get to see more of this guy because he was off the charts in this match. Um, and then uh, Eddie Edwards hit the Boston E party on Bandito after that, pinned him. And then uh, Rich Swan and Eddie Edwards proceeded to have another 10-minute match, just those two guys. Uh, Rich Swan is the, one of the best baby faces in pro wrestling. Whenever they allow him to be, he's like a Ricky Morton to me. He's just fantastic. Uh, Eddie Edwards just had a ton of heat on him. The crowd was behind Swan. Uh, Eddie Edwards ended up getting the he hit the diehard driver for the victory there but uh, a great match and uh, we're finally going to get the uh, Eddie Edwards Josh Alexander match that we've been getting teased with since like March I don't know how I feel about a four and a six way in the same show but I like both matches. I think they were originally meant to be on separate shows because the four-way. So I talked to Muse today, and he's like, he goes, dude, the four-way was supposed to be next week. They actually taped it later in the evening, but for some reason they moved it to this week. He goes, I wonder what what happened. I was like, beats the hell out of me. They tape out a sequence all the time anyway, so it could have mm-hmm. been scheduled. But they barely announced this match. I think earlier today or the day before. So I I don't know, but yeah, they 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 put it on, but. Um, you know, I, I, I dug it. I thought this was one of the best episodes of the year. Just nonstop action, great matches. They're progressing some toy storytelling. And then we finally got the, uh, we finally got the direction that we've been thinking we're going to for bound for glory all year with Eddie Edwards and Josh Alexander. But I had a lot of fun watching. I don't know if I think it was the best episodes of the year. I can't think of one better off the top of my head, but I didn't feel that after the show it's, was over. I thought it was pretty good though. I thought it was definitely better than yeah. the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, well, it might be a little recency bias, but I just had a lot of fun watching the show, and I thought, good show. You know, they had three matches that were just off the charts mm-hmm. with the lucha match, the speedball match, and then of course the mm-hmm. main event. I thought was great, they and did. the main event wasn't your typical. Like they did all the kickouts and stuff with Swan and Eddie, but it had so much heat. Mm-hmm. Was, I and the crowd was just on fire. Chicago, yeah, um, that's what we do. Yeah, it was it was a good show. Uh, John Muse was the guy who came up with the idea of the Lucha title. He just texted me and said, I can, I can set it. And I didn't know if he wanted <laughs> okay. me to give that away. Okay. That was his idea. when we were sending. he goes, they should have a Lucha title. So, and I agree with him. I think they should have yeah. a Lucha title. And clearly so do you. Cause you know, yeah. you said that and I was not a great base brace for debate topic. Cause I agree with you. They should do yeah. that. Yeah, no, they, they, they absolutely should. Well, so some folks were in the chat were poo-pooing the idea of creating a new, like Impact creating a new title, but they all thought that bringing over a AAA title and having a AAA title defended on the show regularly was a good, a pretty good idea. I'm going to let you guys in on a secret about AAA titles. They don't matter. Yes. AAA does not care about their titles. That's why they're almost always, always on Foreigners. Yeah, because titles don't really draw in Mexico. They're just things to just they're extra little bells and whistles you can put on a match. They care about masks and hair for some reason. That's their that's their cultural big prizes. Cultural yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, people get all offended about who wins titles and who loses titles in Mexico. Don't who's number one guy in AAA? Psycho Clown. Never been the the mega champion. Nope, not once. So, um. Titles mean a lot more in America. I do think we're way deluded on titles across the sphere of professional mm-hmm. wrestling. Yeah. That being said, if you can do something and you, if they, what I like about the All Atlantic title is it's an AEW title that goes across the planet. Turned out to be that be a, that's a pretty good idea. I would love the Lucha title that could do the same thing. That could be defended in AAA and an Impact and across the Indies. And yeah. you just have these bang because that's an excuse just to have a banger match. It's like the equivalent of like a Stardom's high speed title, yeah. right? We just have a five-minute match. It goes super fast, and it's nuts. So, yeah, that's uh, – let's hashtag that. Lucha, Lucha X. 
Lucha X, I, I dig it. Well, hey, guys, um, if you're listening to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, and if you're watching on YouTube, uh, that's going to be it for the recap portion of Brace for Impact. We're going to head over to Patreon where we're going to talk some Impact news. We're going to talk some TV deals. Uh, we've got a new TV deal and the rumored TV deal that I don't think anybody knows about just yet. So a little, little may, maybe a little bit of a scoop there. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Um, also, you know, NXT UK has been gutted, but and some of those folks used to wrestle on Impact. So we'll talk about those folks. And then uh, JD and I are going to go in on the CM Punk uh, topic because uh, uh, we're both big fans of his. And uh, this is kind of the biggest story in wrestling right now. So let's go and talk about it. JD, we got uh, a minute and 45 seconds. Plug your Kickstarter, sir. It's over. Oh, so don't worry about it then. Never mind. It's all good. It's all good. All right, guys. Go to patreon.com slash fight game media and join the conversation over there. We'll talk to you again later. Bye.